Good afternoon. Sorry, a bit late today. Um, we had a nice surprise. Uh, our son and son-in-law were able to get out for 18 to 24 hours. So uh, gave the morning to my son and my son-in-law went back a bit quicker. So I don't know whether you remember this, ladies. On the 15th of November, 1989, uh, it was, I think, the 16th of Cheshvan. I made Aliyah. It was Erev Parashat Lech Lecha. And uh, that makes it 34 years this Shabbat, which is a big deal. Lamad Dalit. It's a big deal for me. I have spent uh, the vast majority of my life, really, already as an Israeli living in Israel. And I have often referred to this week's Parasha. Lech lecha me'artzecha u'mimoladetecha u'mibeitavicha ela aretzashe areka. When a human being is in a dilemma, when a human being doesn't know what to do because we're subjectively involved in a decision and we can't necessarily see what is correct or what is incorrect, we need guidance, right? That's We, we learned this once in Strive for Truth. In uh, one of the first essays we do in Strive for Truth, when... Rabbi Desler talks about the fact that if a judge is pasul, if a judge cannot judge, if someone brings him a gift, so how can we possibly judge ourselves? The problem is we're the only ones who can judge ourselves. We're the only ones who really know what we're thinking about. We're the only ones who really know what's going on in our mind, who we really are. And therefore, no one else can make such a judgment other than us. But we are subjective. And in this particular case, the Torah is there for us. It's an objective truth. That God will uh, never change. The 630 mitzvot will always be the 630 mitzvot. They won't be influenced by Western trends, not this way or that way. The halacha is the halacha. There are minhagim, there are various different hanhagot of communities in different ways that can change. But the 613 mitzvot, which is the fundamental of Judaism, they'll never change. So I was offered many, many different offers when I was in England. Uh, I had uh, worked for B'nai Akiva. We had had a very good year. And I was offered, you know, positions of, in education, positions in communities in the long run. I'd have to train for it, of course. I didn't have smicha yet where I would be able to speak in my mother tongue, I would be able to give uh, back to a community. And I was at some stage, even though I was a true blue, hard, hard B'nai Akiva man, I, I had those moments where I, I you know, had nothing in Israel where I didn't know. And I, I thought, well, maybe I'll work for Am Yisrael in Chutzras. It's also an incredibly great thing to do. I have many friends who have done that and have done incredible things for Am Yisrael and their, their sacrifice has been that, that they've stayed in Chutzlaretz because they were doing for Am Yisrael. So many Chabadnikim do that as well. But I looked to the Torah. I personally looked to the Torah. This is a personal decision and I saw those words. I didn't, I didn't choose my Aliyah date. It was in those days, it was a date that you had to do in coordination with a Jewish agency. And they chose the date of the 15th of November, 1989. And uh, it turned out that the Shabbat before then was Lech Lecha. And uh, so I looked at those Pesukim and I see the difficulties and the challenges. Lech Lecha, First and foremost, even though I've been here for 34 years, 
uh, are so many things that have remained in me that are English. My children are Israeli, but the humour is still English. I still get upset if people jump a line. Uh, well, I call it a cue. Uh, there, there are still many things, but that was the easiest thing to leave was the culture of England, even though I, I loved the culture of England. I'm not talking about the BBC. I'm talking about the culture of England. I love the theatre. I love the sport. I was even interested in the politics of the time. It was the last days of Mrs Thatcher. Uh, I, I was very, very interested and involved and felt confident in, in the system. In, in our case, I would like to translate as being a neighbourhood where I grew up. You know, my kids have no idea. Well, they have more of an idea now because we have visited. Um, but, but my neighbourhood, to leave the place where you grow up, which is where you feel your best, where you know every single left turn and right turn. You know the shops, you know the shawls, you know... Well, there weren't restaurants then, uh, but, but you know the schools, you know the buses, you know the trains. You feel confident. It's your neighbourhood. It, it enhances and in, in includes everything you grew up with. And then, of course, there's Beit Avicha, which is your house. It's your bedroom. Your house is your, is your fort. It's your fortress, right? It's, it's, it's you come home every day to your house, and your house is where you belong. And to leave those three things is an incredible challenge. Altsacha, Moladadcha. But the hardest challenge of all is that Avram didn't know where he was going. And to a large degree, we also didn't know where we were going. We knew geographically where we were going. We knew where Jerusalem was. We knew where the airport was. We knew how to get from the airport to Jerusalem, or in my case, to Beit Shan. Uh, but, but we had no idea what we were what we were entering into and, and where we're going, a culture of so many different cultures, so many different peoples, and probably the most hardest and challenging thing is the language, because uh, that's how we express ourselves, that's how we speak. And we come here, you know, you, you, you know how to speak and you know how to talk and you know how to go back and forth and you know how, how to say what to say. And then you come here and you got to do it all in, in Hebrew. And uh, it's a lot to do with confidence. And it, it takes a long time to overcome that, even to this day, even though my wife is Israeli, my children are Israeli, and to a large degree we speak Hebrew at home. Behold, uh, you know, if I'm excited about something or upset about something or happy about something, I still express myself better in English. And of course, none of us, although I thought I'd seen everything, I really thought I'd seen everything, been through a couple of wars, a couple of intifadas, a lot of terror, uh, but there's new things to see apparently and new challenges to see. And, and if you have, and I'm, I'm, I know you don't, but if you have a minute of doubt, and we have this subjectivity, you know, it's, uh, I could be sitting at home just, just watching the news and getting angry with the news, or I could be here being totally involved every day. Uh, so we look to the Torah, and it, it's, the first, it's the first thing that Avram even is spoken about at the end of the day. Uh, we have a, a mention of Terach and Avram at the end of last week's parasha, but, but God speaks to Avram, the first thing he says is, is get to Israel, get to this land. And Avram got up and he went. You know, we won't go into the details with Haran and went on, but ultimately the, the command was to go to Israel. And, and that is what we've done. And we, we've left the countries, the cultures that we grew up in. We've left our neighborhoods. We've left our homes, our bedrooms, our comfort. And we've gone to a country that... that that we didn't, we knew nothing about. And we have had another baptism of fire. We are having another baptism of fire. But we can be mechuzakim, we can be, we can totally be 
inspired by the fact that we are following the steps of Abraham Avinu. Have a great day, Besorot Tovot.